So you're really on a, a major playing field and on a major market uh, while also getting the experience. And whether you're doing it for free or getting paid, it's still value that's being added into not only you, your business, but your brand as well. Right. So. Uh, yeah, you hit it right on the head. Hey, <laughs> I, I was listening to you. So I'm just, I'm, I was taking mental notes yeah. and just kind of piecing it all together. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? I'm your host and creator, Alexander Turner, here with the Sports Talk with Turner podcast. And today we have an amazing guest, Danielle Jeter, and she's here to talk about how college athletes can benefit from PR agents, what PR agents are, what they do, and the steps that you can actually take into acquiring one so you can actually start building your brand. So, hey, Jeter, how you doing today? I'm good. Thanks amazing. for having me. No, it's amazing to have you. I appreciate you being on. Uh, so... First, I actually want you to just kind of go ahead and tell a little bit about yourself. Who is Danielle Jeter? Like, how did you, you become to who you are now? What steps did you know take to get here? Things like that. Okay, cool. So I am a businesswoman. I'm a speaker and also a podcaster. I own AOI Events and PR and also Women in Media Global. So with my PR agency, we help CEOs and their companies land mainstream media features mm -hmm. with or without having a publicist on their team. So what that looks like is essentially me building brands for my clients mm -hmm. in the mainstream media. We build their brand awareness, their credibility and notoriety. So um, as an entrepreneur, I've been doing this work for the past 13 years and um, really am just passionate about having a media foundation and sharing great news about just amazing work that so many CEOs and business owners and brands are doing and getting that out to the mainstream. So that's just a snippet of what it is that I do. I just wanted to give you like a little bit. First of all, I'm sorry. What is PR? What is public relations? So public relations is a broad umbrella that is really in the marketing space of mm -hmm. things. And so you use PR to, again, raise your brand awareness about an initiative, a company, a brand that you have. So PR could look like a number of things. It's media placements, it's social media, it's branding, it's events. It's any way that you are using to communicate your message to a external audience. Gotcha. So what got you into the PR space to begin with? Like, did you always want to be a PR agent? Was it something you like learned about and like wanted to jump into like how did that happen for you so I actually got my start by following my passion which is theater arts and dance and uh, I danced at Spelman College and from there mm -hmm. I yeah <laughs> Spelman here in Atlanta yep so from there I went from not only just performing and being on stage as a dancer and choreographer, but I began to learn the production elements of what it takes to put a show together. Mm -hmm. So that, so then that led me into like marketing and sales and branding and promotion. And I got really, really good at it. And I began to then curate events, like special events mm -hmm. and parties for my, um, my like, the student body at my college mm -hmm. so spring break we was doing stuff in Miami and all over campus like in Atlanta like throughout the city so you know really activating act, activating the student body Good and um, I got really great at it and I was like you know I could do this I could start a business and 
see where it goes. And I graduated during the recession. So it was like a perfect opportunity to launch a business because you never know what's going to happen during a recession. Mm -hmm. So at 19 years old, I did that. I took a year off of the dance team and decided to launch a business. I took business classes at Morehouse and uh, I began to like get mentorship and like cultivate those skills. And I moved back to Philadelphia, which is home after college. Mm -hmm. And I got an internship at Radio One. And uh, Kathy Hughes, the owner of Radio One, the biggest black owned radio network in the country. Oh, wow. And uh, that led me to learn more about media production and actually the elements of what it means to put together a show. And I actually specialized in talk radio. So I did talk radio and people would see me like in the media and mm-hmm. with journalists and just out and about in the city with a lot of people who were in broadcast and mm-hmm. I would get calls saying, Hey Jeter, you know, I would love for you to work on my marketing or could you represent me as your publicist a- as my publicist? Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't offer PR. Like <laughs> at that time I was only doing event planning services. Event production was the only thing I was doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, I got several calls like that and I said, maybe I'm onto something with this PR thing. So I ended up adding on a, new suite of services and expanded our offerings from not only event production, but also the PR services and the rest is history. PR then took over the business. So I'm pretty self-taught in this space. Mm-hmm. Um, I got mentorship. I went to a couple of like certificate programs and things like that, but it's really, you know, you hire a publicist based off of the fact that they have relationships and they can make things happen for you. Gotcha. That is the power of a very effective PR rep. Okay. Okay. So when I know when you said you were originally doing events and a lot of people hit you up and they were asking you to do the marketing for them, and you didn't do PR. How was it when you finally like decided, okay, you was like, okay, I know a lot of people have been asking me. I've always been saying no, but maybe this is something that I should start doing. Like, how was it when you finally made that transition? Uh, were you nervous? Uh, was it easy for you? Was it a smooth transition, a tough transition? Like, how was it with your first client? Like, how, how did that process go for you? So I would say that it was an exciting transition because I began to carve out a niche niche for myself in the market. And I started out doing local PR in Philly and I got really, really great at it. Mm -hmm. Um, Really having the skills to creatively write, how to communicate, how to make things happen, really knowing how to network, work the room and like get contacts. And because I'm a social butterfly and people tend to like my bubbly personality, it's Mm -hmm. easy for me to kind of create new relationships. So it just effectively worked out for my clients. And um, I just had to continue to perfect the skills of PR and really learn more about the industry. So it was exciting. It was a lot of troubleshooting at first, but I remember my first client I had, <laughs> his name is David Sims, he has a company called Eatable Delights Catering, and I, and I called David. Did, don't I know him? Did, I was he think, in Miami? Uh-uh. Okay. He's, he's Philly, a Philadelphia-based catering company one of the biggest black owned caterers in the city. And so I was launching my business, relaunching AOI events and PR in Philly. And I was doing this really, you know, extravagant event. And of course I needed food. Mm-hmm. So I called him. I was like, I heard you the best caterer in the city. And I pitched him to be my sponsor. He was like, well, what can you do for me? <laughs> <laughs> and so I started to tell him all the things that I'm into. And at the time I was actually working in government relations at Comcast. So I had, mm. you know, great relationships at Comcast, it just kind of continued to unfold. So he was like, well, tell me everybody who's on your your media list and on your press list. 
So I wrote down, you know, I sent them a list of all of the media leads that I had in the city. Mm -hmm. And it was only one lead on my list that he had not been in touch with to get a feature done. He was like, I want to do Fox 29. Gotcha. And I was like, he was like, I don't care how long it takes you to get it done. I want you to get me a feature on Fox 29 in exchange for me to cater and sponsor your event. And I did it. I ended up getting him a segment on Fox 29 and he ended up being my first PR client. Wow. So how did that help him transition his business after that happened? So a lot of times when you are in the face of the media, particularly mainstream press, you garner so much attention and awareness because you are now getting in front of a, you know, million views Mm -hmm. or more, an audience that by yourself, you probably would have had a very difficult time getting in front of, Mm -hmm. but you are now being broadcasted in front of an entire city that in itself will naturally bring an influx of business to you, especially mm-hmm. if you um, excel and you do a very good job with the segment. So with him, you know, we would do segments around the holidays, Christmas, mm, cooking smart. segments, Thanksgiving cooking segments. And immediately he will always get an influx of people calling his office for services. Mm-hmm. So it really it it blew up his brand and allowed his brand awareness to get out there. More people were able to patronize his business because of such. Gotcha. That's amazing. That's amazing. Because honestly, what, you know, and I'm sure you've, you know, this as well, but a lot of the biggest disadvantages we have is exposure. Yep. And of course, you know, the marketing, not, not knowing what you don't know, whether or not knowing the people that you don't know. So that exposure is a big, big key. So, how would, how is public relation good and bad for someone's image? Because like you said, he had to get on there and he had to have a good interview and talk about good things, but sometimes people get on and they don't necessarily say the right things on air or say something right. you know, that isn't widely um, accepted by the mass. So how is it good uh, for, like how, what's good PR and what's bad PR essentially? So I guess... I would answer that being in your industry, especially when it comes to like sports and mm-hmm. celebrities, they have to have a publicist on their team along with the agent because they are always in the public eye. Mm-hmm. So you need a team around you that's going to protect your brand when things are going good and when things just so happens to hit the fan. Mm-hmm. So that con comes when, you know, for example, the whole Will Smith and and, and Chris Rock yeah. smack right. That's that was crisis communications right there. Mm-hmm. So there was several crisis crises being managed at the same time. You had the Oscars, you know, dealing with their their crisis. You had Chris Rock, the one who was you know attacked or whatever you want to call it. And then we have Will Smith and Jada and their family kind of dealing with the backlash of it. Mm -hmm. So the people in the background, they have to be able to manage your crisis because you're going to get an influx of negative news. Negative news spreads faster than positive news, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Right. And so we work diligently to get our brands placed, you know, with spotlights on them because of the good things they do. But let somebody go do something wrong. Immediately you get so much influx and you still have to manage and monitor that. So you have to be able to respond quickly. You have to be able to, if there's apologies that need to be said, make those apologies known. You know, you always have to put the victims first. So with certain things with crisis communications, that's extremely important. So you you have to, you just have to manage those crises, especially when you are a celebrity figure or you're just, 
building a very large following and more and more people know about you because of your influence. That makes perfect sense. So just like you said, you know, like it is with entertainers, athletes, celebrities, when it comes to an athlete, like how, what could they do first to actually find and because especially for college athletes, how can they start finding and searching for a, a PR and a good one at that? Now, of course, you know, with them being college athletes and NIL deals are still very new. There's still some certain, you know, things that they can and cannot do. But what could be those beginning steps that they can actually start taking now to start finding the right team around them mm-hmm. uh, and their PR team and things like that? So the thing about PR and publicists, we all have a niche. So mm-hmm. you want to find someone who specializes in sports and entertainment, someone who, you know, has a track record of working with athletes mm-hmm. or just kind of they come from that background so a lot of times you'll see which is really cool you might see ex-athletes then turn into you know business people who then become publicists or journalists so that's Mm. always a great great individual to connect with because they have knowledge of the game so and knowledge of the whole industry so for sure right there yeah that's a major gem right there (laughs) i don't know if y'all peeped that one but like she said try possibly looking for former athletes whether they're in your sport or not, who then turned into a PR. Yeah, turned into marketing, turned into agents, and uh, work with somebody who specializes. Mm -hmm. Also, if there is an agent that is in the picture, really working with them to also identify someone who would be a good fit for the team Mm -hmm. is a great way to go as well. So the thing about, you know, having a publicist on your team and working with them is you have to be committed to a long term investment Mm -hmm. and building of the relationship because PR is not like it's not like advertising. It's not an overnight process. So this person is someone that will be very responsible for your brand and working with you Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. So you want to make that decision, but you want to take your time with it, explore options with it. Mm-hmm. and make sure that you are willing to commit to the longevity of, of the, the relationship. relationship. Gotcha. Gotcha. So the longevity aspect is do athletes generally run through a lot of PR agents or do they generally find like one good one? Cause I know different athletes have different career lengths and things like that. So let's just say, for example, I think the average career length in the NFL is three years. I might be wrong, but it's somewhere with that three to five years range. So it would be good to essentially have one PR agent during that time rather than hopping from different agents to different agents. Correct. Yeah, you you most certainly do not want to hop around because it does it won't it won't reap the results that you're looking for because you'll be starting over so mm-hmm. much. So that's why I say make sure you make a sound and wise decision when you do decide to join join arms with someone and having a publicist who can also think long-term about Mm -hmm. where you're going to transition post-sports. And so those who want to work with the publicist are those who are very invested in their public figure, very invested in having a personal brand. If that's not something that you're particularly interested in, then working with the publicist won't make sense for you. These are for people who know that they want to affect the public, they want to have a voice, they want to be out seen and as such, you should be protecting yourself and making sure that someone can help to navigate that. But post-career, you have so many opportunities. So your publicist can help you come up with strategies to think about, okay, 
we're done with this phase of life, but this was a great phase. How can we then maximize this celebrity, mm -hmm. this influence that we have to take us to propel us to the next level? Whether you want to go into business, invest in business, whether you want to, I don't know, start a whole new career in another industry. But mm -hmm. having that person to work with your brand long term, it's just so much more beneficial because that person will get to know you more. They get to understand where you're going. They know your vision mm -hmm. and they can begin to speak on behalf of you and help you make the best decisions. So that long term really is nothing shorter than six months, mm -hmm. you know, to a year. A year would probably be the minimum. And then post that would be like multi-year. So it's just it's just something that you have to stay committed to. You might not always have something going on all the time, but just having that team there in place when things do begin to get louder and opportunities are growing, you having that go-to person is excellent. Yeah. Yo, what's going on? Look, if you're a college athlete who actually wants to start making sure you take advantage of your time, energy, and money, that you actually want to start building a brand to not only create uh, a brand for yourself, but actually start obtaining these NIL partnerships, I want you to go ahead and not only subscribe to this channel because I'll be dropping major amounts of gems, I actually want you to also follow myself on all my social medias at alex.n.turner on Instagram, Sports Talk with Turner on Instagram, and ST with Turner on Twitter, okay? Because I'm gonna be dropping an immense amount of value and actually have a mentorship that's coming up and I wanna make sure that you all are actually able to take advantage of that, all right? Because I will be giving you weekly, maybe even sometimes daily tips, tricks, and gems to actually start building your brand, building that name, image, and likeness around yourself so you can actually start being able to take advantage of all the opportunities, all right? So make sure you stay tuned in, tap in, and go ahead and follow for more, all right? Let's go. Gotcha. So what is something that college athletes can start doing now to help protect their brand with like without actually having a publicist? Like, of course, they're going to get to the point in which they're getting a publicist. But what are some things that they can actually start doing now to help build their brand in a way that for one, a publicist would want to work with them as well as other companies and brands and stations and things of that nature? I would love to see more like student athletes and, and young athletes take a strong interest in the community, mm -hmm. whether it's them being involved in their elected officials, their local election process, or them just giving back to schools in need or like Boys and Girls Clubs and nonprofits. Mm -hmm. I think that's an excellent way to build a very positive reputation in the community for someone who actually cares about the people around them mm -hmm. while they are still building up what they're doing with their life. That's a great way for you to build relationships with people. It's a great way for you to just balance out your life and for you to have death in you, your character. So being a community leader, um, especially because athletes are those who tend to then become celebrities and people follow them. They are interested in their lives. They have a lot of influence and it can really help to stir the culture. Mm -hmm. So. Having more, you know, especially young black men involved in the community, I think is extremely positive. And any any journalist, any PR rep, any media outlet would love to see a story like that and amplify that because it's so positive. I like it. I like it. So in, of course, building their own brand, how can then having a PR agent help better that brand for the college athlete? Like, I know you said, of course, they... Because like you said, for one, them being in the community is going to help them build relations in general. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, having a PR agent will then help further build relationships and find new relationships to start building. But how will a PR agent help? Because college athletes, 
they're still college students. They're still essentially kids in some sense. Uh, so how can having somebody who is well-versed in that branding and marketing space help them in the long run, and even in the short term? So there's a lot of great brand partnership opportunities. I see big Fortune 500 companies. I see a lot of lifestyle brands who are going after young talent. Mm -hmm. And so you have an opportunity to, you know, demand dollar for going into a partnership, whether it's you being a influencer online, whether it's you being an exposed person for a particular product. If it if it complements your lifestyle and it complements you as an individual and your brand, which is essentially who you are, then that's a great way to go because you can get paid to do that. Um, I've also seen athletes turn into really great models <laughs> for different lifestyle companies, which is also great. It won't take a lot of time, but you can still, you know, generate another income and uh, essentially work with the publicist to build in that way. So any brand partnerships, any modeling opportunities, and even speaking opportunities, you know, that community leader can then become, you know, a public figure and begin to speak on platforms about things that they care about that they are also very, very well versed with. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're not only an athlete, but you also have other interests. I've seen athletes who also have like creative talents. They might be write poetry or they might make music. And that's another great way for them to show a different side of them and still be able to monetize their brand. So working with the publicist to be very creative with how can we monetize this brand as we're going forward and you being very intentional about building your following online. Mm -hmm. So anything like I think between like 5,000 and 10,000, you're considered like a micro influencer. You're still an influencer. Mm -hmm. So you target opportunities in that space. Anything 10K above, you're now considered an influencer. You could be represented by, there's PR agencies that specialize in influencer PR or influencer marketing. Mm -hmm. Great way to go for, for athletes to another way to generate income. I like it. I like it. So, and that's, actually, let's talk, touch on that influencer thing a lot. Because now, a lot of athletes, just because, college athletes, um, because of just who their name is in general and whatever school they decide to go to, they already get a lot of notoriety and a lot of followers and following but they don't really take advantage mm -hmm. of that opportunity. Like they just post, you know, regular pictures of them, you know, either in their sports gear or, you know, out hanging with their friends, but they're not actually like taking advantage of building their brand, uh, creating content really. It doesn't even have to be on a daily basis, but even just on a regular basis. So uh, when it comes to, you know, them already being in the position of being uh, an influencer, would it be good for them to start reaching out to some brands and actually starting to try to say partner with them or that should they try to leave that more so to them getting a PR agent and having them reach out to the brands for them? Um, I would say it's always better to go with the professional because the professional will know how to negotiate on your behalf. Mm -hmm. But I understand that working with the publicist does come with some sort of investment on your end because it's a paid service. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, maybe even creatively connecting with the communication school within the college. There are students who are studying PR and they are wanting to go in the sports and entertainment route. It's a great way. And there's young people in college starting their business like how I did. I started mm -hmm. my business in college. So I think connecting with talent right on campus or newly graduate talent who are up and coming publicists in the space would be a great marriage for them to then have representation to go after these deals together. And they can creatively come up with ways to um, 
invest in each other and monetizing each other. So I think that would be awesome. That's dope. That's dope. And I always like to tell, I always tell um, any young business owner, but especially college athletes, I'm like, the biggest thing that you can honestly start doing is reaching out to those other college students who you're already with. If you don't have the funds, of course, to pay for a professional, because it does two things. Well, more than just two things, it does a few things. For one, it saves you a little bit of money when you don't actually have that money to spend in that current moment. But it also gives a lot of experience and, you know, trial and error to whoever you're partnering with. Because, of course, in business and in life, there's always going to be trial and error, whether you have a professional or not. But just letting whoever you're partnering with, you're building a relationship with them. So let's just say, you know, they end up being some major time, you know, PR agent or whichever, you know, you choose to partner with them, whatever their brand is. It if they become big time, you were with them at the beginning. So now you all have a strong relationship and you all have been able to, you know, connect. But at the same time, it helps them build that experience. Up exactly. Because now because I feel like one of our biggest disadvantages as a community, especially coming out of college, is it's hard to find the right internships and the right jobs and learning yeah. opportunities in our necessary field. You always hear people that they graduate college or they leave college and they often don't even get a job in whatever they wanted to get a job in or majored right. in. So like I said, especially with these NIL opportunities, it's giving more people the opportunity to be able to, for one, put money in their pocket, but also maybe put money in someone else's pocket. Like, like I said, when it comes to the PR agent, like I can be a college athlete. Uh, you can be, you know, a college student, a student. Yep. who just created her PR business. NILs have now popped off. Maybe I haven't gotten a deal yet, but because you know more about the public relations space and yep. all that, but I have the following, you're able to help me start branding myself and actually start building a brand around my name and start marketing it like that. So now you're getting the experience on a higher level, in a sense, because now college athletes get just as much of attention as pro athletes in, yeah. in some senses. So you're really on a, a major playing field and on a major market uh, while also getting the experience. And whether you're doing it for free or getting paid, it's still value that's being added into not only you, your business, but your brand as well. Right. So. Uh, yeah, you hit it right on the head. Hey, <laughs> I, I was listening to you, so I'm just, I'm, I was taking mental notes yeah. and just kind of piecing it all together. So uh, I feel like my last question would probably be, do you work with college athletes or do you know any PR agents that work with college athletes? So I actually had an intern back in the day. Her name mm -hmm. is Kelsey Boyd, and uh, she was very heavy in the, the sports department at at Temple. Mm -hmm. She had some high-ranking position there for a couple of years, and she interned with me. Now she's at the NBA Foundation, but she's done so many incredible things from her experiences over the years. Mm -hmm. So Kelsey definitely has connects mm -hmm. to sports publicists. Um, I do have another um, member of Women in Media Global who specializes in sports, and um, she she represents a lot of athletes. So she will also be another. Her name is Cole Payton. Cole Payton. P-E-T? P-A-Y. P-A-Y-T-O-N? T-O-N. Okay, okay. Yep. Yeah, those those two definitely come off the top because they're they're both active members of my organizations and they specialize in sports, and I think that's great. And before we close out, I want to touch on something you literally just said. People, you know, who are partnered in, in your organization. Nicole Paris Payton. Nicole Paris Payton. Paris. Put the Paris in the middle. Gotcha. Yep. <laughs> Spelt regularly, right? Spelt regular. Okay. Yes, okay. yes. But a, a key thing you said was people who are in your organization. 
And a lot of people, and that kind of just kind of boils down to building relationships uh, because like with public relations, it's public. It's literally in the word. And, it's in the, it's, mm-hmm. You're making relations just on a public scale, but mm-hmm. also being in an organization, being in a group of people who are already uh, centered around what you're doing is kind of going to help you in the long run because a lot of people don't know where to look you know, to look and actually, be, you know, have a more targeted type of audience and, and people that you're looking for. So uh, I just kind of want to touch on that because I know you said that, but a lot of people like to think that they can do it alone. In all actuality, mm-hmm. no successful person in any field has ever done things alone. What's popping, Neo? Neo in here? Oh, what's up, Neo? Um, <laughs> uh, but no one successful has done things alone. They've joined groups. They in. I've listened to my mentor Neo's. I've listened to all his albums probably like 50 times over. <laughs> and one thing he basically touched on was when he had got a, he had joined this biking group or, you know, he has a Lambo. Yes. So he joins a Lambo group. Yeah. And these groups put you in a uh, position to win. Exactly. Position to grow. Exactly. And around people network. Who, who know what they're doing and yep. know things that you don't know and things that you should know. Yeah. So that's just kind of like the big, one of the biggest gems is be around like-minded individuals who are, connected to the actual area and the niche and the sports that you want to be in. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of want to throw that one tip out there because that, that's just something I kind of like extracted from what you said. So, yeah, I think it's important to invest in your community. You know, what you put in to the community will benefit you back equally. Right. And mm-hmm. so a lot of people ask me questions like, well, how was I able to build here? How was I able to make these moves? Because I invest in people, I invest in my community, I nurture relationships. So when you have relationships, they take you far, right? Mm -hmm. It's a currency that keeps giving. You can't even put a monetary amount attached to what it means to have, like, such successful and effective relationships with people who will, you could call, Mm -hmm. you could reach out to, who will be, you know, your loyalists and your supporters. So Mm -hmm. in ways that you also can invest in other people and things like that. So investing in community looks like what you just said, joining organizations and events, right? Mm -hmm. That also then has probably some sort of investment that you have to pay to get into the room, but it reaps benefits. You also showing up in these spaces, right? It's not enough for you to just pay your investment. No, they actually want your physical presence too. Mm -hmm. So showing up to places and being able to give your resources and give your talent back to the group in itself as well so you can show hey I'm worthy of being at this table I bring value to this table so you know being able to invest in community will take you for it will take you so far I know Nehemiah can attest to that as well Nehemiah's big on reinvesting in the community he started out grassroots community giving back going to schools reading to the kids elementary school kids and now you know look at what his community is filled with millionaires and billionaires he started out with the little innocent children mm-hmm. and, and they can't give him nothing. Exactly. And he gave them everything. And that's about building relationships. Exactly. People, and, and it goes down to, you know, I can't remember the exact term and how it's said, but you basically, you know, you don't do good things because people are watching you do it because for one, it's the right thing to do, but you do good things when people aren't watching. Cause that speaks to your true character mm-hmm. because there's always essentially somebody watching but if you're doing it just because, you know, you know it's a good thing to do, no matter when somebody's watching or not, when when the, the right person's watching, they will take note of that and they will make sure that you're rewarded for that exact act. That is a fact. So I think that's a perfect note to end on. I very much appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, definitely going to have to, you know, have you come on again. 
And for people who don't already know who you are and, and haven't followed you, can you just like kind of shout out and, you know, what your social media handles are, you know, where they can find you if they have any extra questions and things like that? Yeah, for sure. So before I do that, I had to check real quick. I had to reference. I, I want to make sure that I'm giving y'all the right information. Her mm-hmm. name is Paris Nicole Payton. Paris Nicole Paris Payton. is first, then Nicole, but it's like gotcha. one word. Mm-hmm. Paris Nicole Payton. Okay, so she's like the sports go-to publicist, y'all. I might have to hit her up for myself, <laughs> y'all. Yeah, y'all she's won't. Amazing. I will. Trust me when I say that, okay? She's a veteran in this space. I've definitely learned a lot from her. So, um, But yeah, for sure, you all could connect with me and follow me on Instagram at dpjeter. And that's actually my handle on Twitter, as well, um, TikTok, mm-hmm. and I'm also on Facebook. And how I'm would you spell that for people who don't know how to spell Jeter? Jeter, J E T E R, just like the baseball player Derek Jeter. Hey. I know we on sports talk, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, just had to make fitting. sure. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that you know they don't try to misspell it and they can't right. find you. I want to come to the the proper page. So, <laughs> yep, J E T E R. I'm DP Jeter on all platforms. You can reach out to me. And uh, yes, thank you so much for having me. No, it's been a pleasure having you on. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. Hey, and I'm glad you all were actually able to, you know, see this amazing podcast. Look, if you stayed until the end, uh, I'm actually going to give you all a special, special uh, gift that will be linked down in the link below uh, for any college athletes out there that are actually, you know, interested in branding. I will have my ebook that will be uh, half off for you. So make sure you take advantage of that and make sure you definitely go ahead and follow Jeter at DP Jeter, D-P-J-E-T-E-R on all social media platforms, because I promise you, she is giving them out, out amazing game. You can always learn something from her, all right? Thank you all so much, and I'll see you all in the next episode. Let's go. For all my college athletes out there who actually want to start taking advantage of their brand and start obtaining these NIL deals, I want you to go ahead and click the link below. Get my new ebook, How to Grow Your Wealth Before the Game, Three Steps to Making $100,000 Before the Pros, all right? This book will have so much value on how to actually start making money, not only with NIL, but outside of NIL as well. So go ahead and hit the link below and take advantage of the opportunity. Let's go.